everybody. Welcome back to the uh, For the Sick of Argument podcast. We cut a short podcast today. Wanted to cover a brief topic. Um, so we're going to go over a video. It was an officer that was involved in an ambush. Uh, a gentleman tried to run him off the road a couple of times and spun back around, smashed into his patrol car, sent him off the road and trapping him in his car, then got out of his vehicle and started shooting at the officer. So we're going to go into that a little bit. It was a pretty short episode, but we wanted to get this out there because this leads into several of the episodes that are coming up shortly. So enjoy. There was a video that I sent red and the video was these Oklahoma officers that were, uh, this officer was on his, on his way to a call for disturbance of some sort of verbal, physical, something. He's running lights and sirens and a car comes up beside him and sideswipes him. And he's like, what? So he goes over the radio and he says, cause he's got his body cam footage as well as some street footage i don't know how they got these security cameras yeah. somewhere and they're showing what's going on and he's going down the road and this car's like trying to sideswipe him so he he radios in hey something's going on this guy's trying to hit me then he goes and hits him again and he's like okay he's seriously trying to hit me something's going on guys this is where i'm at you know start sending some units over here the guy goes down the road like a block and a half turns around comes back at him head on and the officer tries to avoid him and gets hit in the tail. So basically rips his back, his driver's side axle off Shoot. and spins him off into the dirt. So the officer gets hit, airbags deploy. So he's got the side curtain airbags, the front curtain airbags in front of him and he can't see anything. And he starts hearing pop, 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 pop. The guy got out of the car with a handgun and starts laying into the car with it. So he was smart and knew that something bad was happening and he had already been grabbing his AR-15 and just starts returning fire. Gets lucky, hits the guy, drops him, doesn't kill him, but just drops him enough where he can safely get out of the vehicle and he has a couple of other officers pull up right after he downs the guy. They arrest him. He goes in critical care, you know, and, and gets released and now he's in jail. So. Dropping him is the whole point anyway. It, it's just to stop the threat. And he, he yeah. was able to do that. And Anytime you're in that kind of a situation, like the idea isn't to kill. The idea is to stop the threat. Yeah. And I was super impressed by it because it's like, that's like, number one, you got to have that mindset. You have to basically be like, you know, <laughs> I need to, I need to protect my life at all costs and I need to be aware that these situations are going to happen. Like you have to do those mental reps of something bad can happen. I need to protect myself. So um, I was going to see if maybe I could even pull the video up, but I'll, I'll see if I can find it another time. But so I, I, I haven't been be trained on on using a vehicle offensively or defensively. I've, I've just had normal kind of vehicle training that everybody else has, but uh, normal driving training. And I know so donuts in a parking lot. Right. Yeah, I got you. Um, so you, you've actually been through that kind of stuff. I, I'm actually an instructor for that kind of stuff. But my, my thought process on there is saying, all right, so if some guy's coming at me, <laughs> rather than trying to swerve away, like miss completely, wouldn't it be better if I tried to get it so that he hit on my passenger side? Because if he hit on my pat, like if I managed to get him head on, hit him from the passenger side so i don't have all that force of impact on my side but my passenger side would be his driver's side so that would put the full force on him obviously like this is a situation where you've got to be able to figure all of that out in the split second of when it's happening which is unlikely i'm just 
Well, to give you an example, when these things happen, this is exactly what happens is we sit down, we review what happened, and then we think about what we could do next time. Now, this is in the this is in the mind of officers that we could be ambushed driving to a call randomly. And if we get ambushed, how are we going to deal with it? So that is something that would probably come into the training orientations of like when somebody's coming at you head on and you've had this type of situation, how do you position yourself to take the impact safely? Uh, there was a video that showed uh, this is several years ago, maybe 2012, 2013, uh, that was an officer that used his vehicle to stop a wrong way driver that was in a pursuit because he knew if this driver went any further at the speed he was going, that he was going to hurt and kill someone. So the officer threw his vehicle passenger side in front of this wrong way driver on an interstate and was able to stop the, basically stop the whole thing there. Now there's a lot of departments that don't like that kind of thing because they say that that's a use of force that's considered deadly. And so you kind of have to be in a pretty serious situation. And I think that somebody, you know, I think that somebody is actually trying to hit your patrol car is kind of getting to that like deadly force situation. Well, a vehicle is a deadly weapon if you're going it to is. use it as a weapon. It is. So I mean, you you don't you don't just take try to take a step down yeah. of oh somebody's attacking me with a knife, so I'm going to try to attack them with a taser. Like if I were well, to- taser's fine, but I'm thinking like. Somebody's attacking me with a gun. I'm not going to try to, no. to attack him with a taser. Somebody's attacking me with a knife. Like, unless I don't have a gun, like uh, the only time I'm going to do a step down and, and go after somebody with, uh, try to fight him with my hands. If they've got a knife is if I don't have another option, I don't have the option of being able to, uh, either match or exceed that force. When I was trying to look at that situation and put myself in those shoes, I think one of the things that was going through his head was, I think this guy might be trying to run from me now because the turnaround, that type of thing is is a tactic a lot of people try to use to try to lose the cop that's pursuing them. So I think in his mind, he's thinking, oh, I'm just if I pull over to the side of the road, I'll be able to pull U-turn, get in behind this guy and follow him. And that's a much safer position. Like, let's be honest, you got somebody attacking you in a car from behind or beside, and you don't know if they're armed or not. Like, that's a that's a pretty mentally scary situation because there's so many unknowns. So I think he was probably in his head thinking, I'm going to veer off the road to the right and try to avoid a collision so I can get in behind this guy and get some help. And so I think that's why the impact happened the way it did. I'm just spitballing, but you know, trying to put myself in those shoes and the way, well, that, you know, the training, too. you know, the, like the way that we train, the way that we think as we always think about being the aggressor as, as law enforcement, we don't, we're not trained to think of ourselves as the victim or the one receiving the issue. Kind of like when we talk about getting into a, a firefight, the idea, and this, I think this probably parlays over really well to military training for, for combat. The idea is you be defensive just as long as you need to, but you need to get on the attack. It's, you know, <laughs> cover and shoot, move. Like you cannot stay on the X. The well, X is you, you are the target and you have got to move and you have to bring the fight to them in order to get over it. The, the best way to defeat an ambush is a counter ambush. Yeah. So you flank them. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that you're really, if you're just stuck in the defensive position, mm-hmm. then the fight's not going to end until the, the attackers quit. Yeah. And so if you can find a way to get yourself into that attacking position, then you can end the fight. One of the scariest things about that video when I first watched it was one of the things that we trained, or at least the got drilled into my head well, I think everyone has a different experience through their training in law enforcement, but one of the things that really stuck with me is that driver's seat is my coffin because it's a known space that I'm going to be. It's They know there, there may be two officers in the car, there may only be one, but if there's one, 
they're in the driver's seat. So there's the target. They already know where they need to be putting bullets. So anytime you get into a critical situation, you just need to not be there. Yeah. <laughs> and the, seeing those airbags go off, I'm sure that panic set in because he radioed as he just as he got hit, he pulled the radio up and said, I'm trapped in my car. He knew right then and there he was not going to be able to get out quickly because he was belted in, airbags had deployed, he couldn't see well. And then as soon as he puts the mic down and he's grabbing his patrol rifle that's in the center console, he's hearing the pop, 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 and he knows now, okay, now this is gunfight. So good work on his part of staying cognizant and not getting ramped. Like this, clearly this guy had been trained well enough to understand that he's got to think through the situation and not just crumble. And that's really hard to do because you don't know how you're going to react. You know, no. this may, honestly, this may have been the first time he's ever faced a dangerous life-threatening situation like that. He may have been in some fights and things like that. But when you're actually taking shots for the first time, I think it's a whole different world. Well, and a lot of good training will try to put you into stressful situations so that your body can get somewhat inundated to that. Yeah. So I know stress inoculation. Yeah. I mean, we've, I've done that in, in firearms training. I've done that in martial arts training. Um, I mean, they did a lot of that in the Navy with just not with, uh, this is not with uh, combat kind of stuff. Cause that's not the field that I went into in the Navy, but they put us in drill situations and they would bombard drills where you'd have complex casualties, uh, compounding casualties, um, stacking on top of each other, causing more and more problems. And the likelihood of that actually happening, very low. Mm -hmm. But the more that they can stack on you, the more that you can be inundated to that stress and so that you can better function in that type of an environment when it's real, when it's not a drill. You know what kind of brought this whole conversation on? You were talking about a friend of yours that's kind of mentally prepped, right? Has, has done kind of the dreamed up the ideology of prepping. Yeah. But maybe not hasn't hasn't necessarily gone through the, the phase of prepping and testing his preps. Yeah, and we should definitely do a full podcast about prepping. For sure. But I think this is like the reason why that made me think about that was there is a mental preparation that is so critical that you only, like you talked about, you know, you're only going to get it through training. You're only going to get it through experiences that, are, that get you close to that level of stress. That's why when we do a lot of firearms training, we get that stopwatch involved because just having that element of time, if you've never done it, if you've, I, I, I wish people would do themselves the favor. If you have never fired a firearm, under stressful conditions, I wish you would affect you very differently. Absolutely. So I know that something for me, like I, I went through nuclear casualty drills mm -hmm. to where we are simulating the reactor melting down. We are simulating having the plant be in, in an unsafe state, but we are in a, uh, in a tactical situation to where we can't shut it down, but we've got to, uh, we've got to try to minimize the amount of damage that we're going to allow to happen. Mm -hmm. um, there's, and you become that piece on the chessboard. Right. But so I've, I've been through things where they, they try to stack up the stress on you at the same time. I, I've had those nights where like you've barely slept and your kid won't stop screaming and it's super stressful in a completely different way. It is. And, but again, if you mentally prepare for that, like I'll give you an example. If you were dealing with a kid that was screaming like that and you knew it was going to happen, 
right? You, you're fully aware, okay, my child's going to scream all night. And so I'm going to prep and I'm going to prep by discussing it with my spouse and saying, we're, we're going to take shifts on this. We know what the issue is going to be right now. you got a plan formulating and then you've got a, Oh, well, I'm going to put a headset on and they can scream in my arms. They'll be comforted because they're in my arms, but I got a headset on. I can listen to a podcast. You know, all of a sudden the stress is pretty minimalized because you've done the mental rep and you have a plan. And that's the thing that like when you have unexpected stresses is where you can't really train for that. That is the area where it's, it, it, you figure out what type of human being you are and you don't know until it happens. Well, I think that putting yourself into more stressful situations into a wider variety of stressful situations and trying to be able to better adapt to that will make you more adaptable in a situation where you, the, where you're presented with a stress that you've never been presented with before. Yeah, absolutely. It was at this point that we decided to go ahead and cut the podcast, had some family show up, and want to make sure to spend time with them. Uh, this is a pretty short one, but you're welcome to watch the video. We're going to post it to our Facebook group. So go visit us at For the Sake of Argument on Facebook, and uh, we'll link the video and have a discussion with you guys if you're interested. This actually led us to the next parts, which you'll be hearing in the next couple of days, where we started doing some emergency preparedness and discussing uh, kind of preparations for COVID and that sort of thing that all of our families went through. And I uh, hope you guys join us for all that one. We'll see you next time.